The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Masechet Rosh Hashanah has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. Hashem Alehem Yihyu for the Hatzlacha of both of their families, for Bezat Hashem, health, happiness, Rabnasa, continued success, and of course, uh, much Nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Hiratzon, in the Zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be Zochef for good judgment, they will be Zochef for good Beracha and Mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Ilu Nishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruwa Hashem Tanihinu Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Fuwa Shilema Eliao Hayim ben Shafi'a Sophia. Today's daf is being studied the Fuwa Shilema Frida Simha Bat Sarah. We begin today's daf on Chav Bet Amud Rishon and we start on the fourth line right at the New Mishnah. And we continue to discuss the procedure of how witnesses would come to Yerushalayim in order to testify the sighting of the new moon. So the Mishnah says, Av Ubno, a father and a son. That saw the new moon, Yelechu. They should go to Yerushalayim. Not that they mistaref, meaning their testimony cannot be combined. The father and the son are relatives. Relatives are pasul from giving testimony. So what is the Mishnah telling them to go for? Well, which means if let's say one of them. Uh, becomes pasul. Let's say he says uh, something. He makes a mistake and says a word that he shouldn't have. He wasn't accurate in the way he gave his testimony. Therefore, the rabbis will posel him. So now, uh, one of these two can pair up with somebody else. So therefore, they're not going to be able to be together in testimony. But if one of them gives a you know a word, or let's say one of them uh, one somebody lies. So at least you have somebody else, another witness there that can pair up with, uh, you know, a second witness that's there already. So then we tell them to to show up. There's benefit that every witness should show up, even if they're relatives. So even if they can't testify as a group, but they can testify with somebody else. The bishop ono The bishop one says no. Av ubno, a father and a son. And for that matter, all relatives, they can testify is different. Him, his son, and his Evid Kanaani that he freed. Ebed Kirani, right, is an indentured slave, right? And then uh, the Torah, uh, he came along and he freed him, okay? To see why he, he freed him exactly, but that's what he did, he freed him. So comes the Gemara and says, 
וקיבלו הכהנים אותו ואת בנו, הכהנים, בית המקדש, they accepted the testimony of him and his son, ופסלו את עבדו. But they did not accept the testimony of his עבד. וכשבאו לפני בית דין, however, when they came in front of the בית דין, קיבלו אותו ואת עבדו, the opposite, they accepted him and the freed slave, ופסלו את בנו, and did not accept his son. So you see over here, that בית דין would not accept a father-son testimony. Uh, that goes against what Rabbi Shimon said. Rabbi Shimon said in the Mishnah, Avu Bno v'chol ha'kirim kishirim le'aidut ha'chodesh. And we have a story here, however, that clearly says that the Beddin did not accept Av Ubno, they accepted the father and the Eved. So we have a great Mahlukah over here in the Mishnah. Okay. Comes the Gemara and begins, Amar Rabbi Levi, Ma'i ta'mad Rabbi Shimon. What's the logic of Rabbi Shimon? Normally you cannot accept relatives for testimony. And over here, we're accepting relatives. What's the, what's the logic? Which means the first Rosh Chodesh was when God told Moshe and Aharon in Rosh Chodesh Nisan, So the Gemara says, God says the edut of the Chodesh is going to be kosher with you. Which means what? Moshe and Aaron. They're two brothers. So you see, edut always is different. Even Moshe and Aaron, who normally cannot testify uh, in other places. Now obviously have to say it's Gizrat the Katuf. Because Moshe and Aaron, nobody would suspect that they're going to lie. But what is Gizrat the Katuf? Relatives are not uh, accepted. Fine. But when it comes to edut Chodesh, even Moshe and Aaron, God was telling them, you are kosher for witnesses. So that's the shita of Rabbi Shimon. However, the Rabbanan, what do the rabbis hold? That this testimony is going to be given over to the Gedolei Ador, which means you are going to accept the witnesses, and you are going to sanctify the months, which means the lachem, meaning the sanctification of the month is a that's a ruling made dafka by the Gedolim. It's not made by the lower courts or by the smaller uh, leadership. No, it's got to be made by the Moshe and Aharon's of the generation. Nothing to do with Tesla. Tesla has got to be made from regular kosher witnesses. But what? Who makes the the ruling on the Rashi Hadashim? Moshe and Aharon. Meaning the Hashuveh Hador. So it comes out again with a fantastic machloket by Aidut Tachodesh. Do we accept relatives? So according to the Bishop On, yes. And the source pasuk is Ha'odesh Hazeh Lachem, which is even you, Moshe, are committee witnesses. Or according to the Banan, they say no. Ha'odesh Lachem, you need kosher witnesses. But the testimony is accepted and established by the Gedoleh Hador. Amar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Ma'aseh Betuv Yadofeh. So we have a story with Tuv Yadofeh. Amar Rav Hanan Ba'rava. Hilcheta Kerabi Shimon. Halakha follows Rabbi Shimon. Now, the way we have Rabbi Shimon in our Mishnah, that means what? Av ubno kasher. So there was Amalei, Ravunan, Ravhanan, Bar Rava, Rabbi Yoseh, Umma'aseh, Ve'at Amat, L'chitak Rabbi Shimon. So what are you talking about? How can you say Halakha's Rabbi Shimon? We have Rabbi Yoseh against it. Because the Gemara brings a story with Rabbi Yoseh. Correct? 
And the story is what? That Beit Din in Yerushalayim did not accept the testimony of a father and a son. So you have a story against Rabbi Shimon. And you come along and say, Rabbi Shimon, normally there's nothing stronger than a Maaseh. The fact is, Beit Din did not accept the father and son. So how could you come along now and forsake like Rabbi Shimon? So he questioned uh, Rabbi Hanan Bar-Ravah's statement. Rabbi Hanan couldn't understand what Rabbi Hanan Bar-Ravah is saying. Amar lo, so Rabbi Hanan says back, amarit I said this many times in front of Rav, and he never told me anything. What do you think? I didn't say this on my own. This already, I've, I've, I've repeated this thing in front of Rabbi and Rav many times, and he accepted it. So Amar le, so then uh, Rav Hanan, Oh, sorry, Rav Huna, he figured it out. Could, could you give me uh, what, what, what your text is, which means, how did you state it? When we, how do you hold the Bishamon? What does the Bishamon hold according to you? I have it the opposite than you have it. I have it the Mishnah that the Bishamon is actually the one that says Asur. Which means in my uh, version, it says the Bishamon says a father and a son is Pasul. So that's... Uh, Different version, as she says, Ibkatani Rabbi Yosei Omer Avu Bno Ve'Kol Kibri Kesherim Amar Rabbi Shimon Maaseh Betuvia. So who brought the story? Rabbi Shimon, and therefore Rabbi Hanan that he was possessed like Rabbi Shimon is good because the story is support for him because he learns Rabbi Shimon the opposite of Amishnah. He learns Rabbi Shimon saying Avu Bno Basur. And what's the proof? Maaseh Betuvia Rofe, etc. Amale says, ah, of course. <laughs> Once you tell me that, Mishumachi lo amalecha velomidi. That's why I didn't tell you anything. I'm wondering why Rab didn't say anything. It was good because the way you, the way you understood the Mishimon was that the Mishimon is Osir. And therefore the Mishnah is supportive of the Mishimon. Amar, Tobi, Bere de Mori, Tabi, Amar Mor Ogba. Amar Shemuel, Hilcheta, Kerabi Shemon, Halakha follows Rabbi Shemon. Now you have to know which one. You have to know which one. So there's different Rishonim over here. Some of the Rishonim say Hilcheta. Actually, if you look at the bet first, the bet takes you to the Masorah Tashas and he adds the word in, which is in Halakha Kerabi Shemon, which is go like back to the version of our Mishnah. Where the Bishamon is the one that says Avu no Kashir, and then we have a story against him, and therefore the Gemara is like, we go like the Yosef, based on the Maaseh of Betin that Avu no are not accepted. Right? Good, that's one way of learning. Or you can say, according to the version of Ramchanan Barabah, that had the Bishamon reversed. And therefore, it comes out in, in Halakha, the Halakha is not going to change. Which means, Avu Bno is not kasher. Question is, is it like the Bishamon of Hanan's version? Or is it in Halakha, can it be shown, meaning Halakha follows the Biyoseh? So that's just uh, semantics, exactly which, which version you're taking. But in, in Halakha, Avu Bno is going to be pasul for testimony of uh, Rosh Chodesh. Comes the next Mishnah. Now, besides relatives being pasul for the testimony, there are other people that are pasul for edut, for giving testimony. The first one is a misahek bekubiya. 
Somebody that plays with dice. Let's say dice. Look at Rashi the way he explains Kubia. Hatichot shil etzim. They take uh, bones, like little pieces of bones, that was they make the dice out of them. Shemisahakim be'aravon. And they play with them, meaning they bet. Okay? Ve'amur banan asmachta lo kanya. Which is even though when the people sit down at the table and they say, listen, we're betting and you accept to lose. I mean, if you lose, you're going to give the money over. Hakamim say, asmachta lo kanya. Even though you were sumech da'at to give the money over, the person that takes the money is a gazlan. Because really nobody wants to lose, and you're not giving the money over wholeheartedly. And therefore, in gambling, so therefore each person is considered a gazlan. Now, in gazlanim midrabanan. It's rabbinical thievery. The midoraita, ero karui gazlan. Now, midoraita, what's a gazlan? Ela hotef miyad ish. Gazlan Medoraita is a guy's walking with something in his hand, you go and you grab it out of his hand. That's Gazlan Medoraita. Like the Pasuk says, So therefore we're learning over here that even Gazlanim Medrabanan are Pasul for uh, testimony. Now we'll see, what does a Gazlan have to do with a testimony? Well, just because he's a thief, Medrabanan, why can't you be kasher for uh, Idut? What's the connection between... One or the other. Later she will tell us a sevara in a second. Like <laughs> Those that charge interest. Now, she says, Again, if the pasul is the oraita, it's obvious. The pasul says, which means you have a rasha, that's a, making isu the oraita, he's pasul from the Torah. However, this Malvibribit is only Sudabaram. Why? What about a guy where he pays the interest willingly? So you have a case over where the guy says, I, I need the loan. Right? I want, I'll pay you the, uh, the money. So it's not stealing, he's giving it to him uh, willingly. But still, it's Sudabaram. is those that uh, race pigeons or doves. See, the dove races. They're betting on who's going to come in there first. This so that's one interpretation of Yonim. Or another interpretation is how uh, you know he lures other Yonim into his dovecoat. He's Mafriyah Yonim. He's Mafriyah Yonim from one dovecoat into his. The same 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 thing. The Sochare Shibiit. Those that deal with the fruit of Shemitah. Now that she says you really know how to do commerce with the fruit of Shemitah. Because the Pasuk says Leochla. You'll have to eat the fruit of Shemitah up to a certain point before you have to be mafkirid. Uh, now we have to say, what's the common denominator where all these people are pasul? So that she says, Ulfi, kol elu mahmat mamun. These guys over here are willing to go against the law for money. The gambler, he has a, 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 an attraction for money. Therefore, he doesn't care to, 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 to be a gazlan. And therefore, all these people will compromise themselves for money. So what? So these guys also, you have to suspect them that they lie also. That they could be on the take as well. A guy that can gamble, so he loves money. So therefore, maybe he's got bribed. And therefore, he's giving false testimony. When the guy comes to bed, he says, I saw this. Who says, maybe somebody paid him off. And he's undertaken in order to give this false testimony. So why would you suspect that? Oh, this guy loves money. This guy he steals money. This guy is involved in the Isurim when it comes to money. That's his weakness. Therefore, we cannot trust him as a witness. 
Abadim. Abadim as well. That she says, Abadim are pasul midde'oraita for testimony. That she says it's a kadha homer from a isha. Isha is really a keshera. Isha, a lady, can marry into Klai Israel, and still she's pasul for a testimony. But Ebed Karani, who cannot marry into Klai Israel, all the more so, is going to be pasul for edut. Ze'akelam. Now this is the Ebed that's not free. In the last Mishnah, the Ebed we talked about was freed. And therefore, he's considered like a regular full-fledged Jew. We're talking about an Ebed that's still under slavery. Ze'akelam. This is the rule. Kol edut. Any testimony that a lady cannot testify, so all the cases now Mishnah, they're Pasul as well, which is any testimony that a lady is Pasul for, all the above mentioned case, the people in the Mishnah are also Pasul. What is this talking about? There's certain uh, testimonies that we're going to see that a lady can testify. For example, let's say uh, she wants to testify that um, somebody died in order to allow now this lady to get married. So normally we don't accept a woman's testimony. But when it comes to allow a lady to get married, but you have to know that her husband died first. So a woman is kishira to testify on such a thing. So the Mishnah is saying any testimony that a lady is not kashir for, these people are not kashir for, implying that any testimony the lady is kishira for, these pisulim as well, will be kishira for. Or let's say, in the case of a sota. What's the case of a sota? Uh, a sota that, let's say, was secluded, a lady was secluded with a man, and we don't know what uh, happened in there, and therefore she has to drink the waters. Well, she, she still wants to remain with her husband. Yeah. So we accept the testimony of a lady to say that what? Nitme'ah. That there was uh, foul play uh, in that seclusion, and therefore she will not drink the waters of the sotah. They have to get a divorce. So you see what? That a lady is believed the Gaber testimony regarding the sotah. So the Gemara now says, Gemara makes a diuk. Ha isha, ha we're making a duke from the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, any testimony of the lady is pisula. These are pisula. Mashba. That any testimony of the lady is kisherafu. These people be kisherafu. For example, Mr. Aikmikuvia guy should be kasher now to testify for somebody that passed away. In order that the wife can remarry. So the Gemara says, Amar Abasheh, Zotomeret. What do we conclude from this? Gazlan de Devrehem. Concludes that while all these guys in the Mishnah are considered Gazlanim Midivrahim. It's all rabbinical Gazlanim. Mishnah Bekuvia is not a Doraita. The Malvibir beat is not Doraita. So we can make a rule that anybody that's a Gazlan Midrabanan is Kishirat to testify on the death of a person in order to mativ the lady to get married. That's what it means when it says Kishirin Le'edut Isha. Le'edut Isha, as she says, to get married. However, as she points out, let's just continue, just read that as she That's only talking about a gazlan with the banan. But gazlan de oraita, the hasif la avod falesia. Gazlan de oraita, the guy steals in the open public. That guy's a chutzpah. That guy is pasul even for the testimonies that we accept 
which means even though for let's say Eidut Isha we accept a lady and we accept an Eivet now normally a lady and an Eivet are but let's say to Matira a lady to get married we accept them also if you accepting them how come we don't accept the Gazlan Doraita? What's the difference? The ladies also pasul medoraita, pasul medoraita. So that she says different. The Gazlan is a hatsif. He's a hotspot. If a guy could steal something in public, brazenly like that, so this guy can lie. He's not. He has no uh, trust. However, in Isha and in the pasul medoraita as, as witnesses, but what? Believe me, they can lie. Therefore, in a circumstance where we need, let's say, to marry off this lady, we need to test whether the husband die or not, we can accept. So it comes out, there's certain pisulet de oraita that are even accepted for this type of idut. Isha and Eved. Who else is accepted? Gazlanim de Rabbanan. Who's not accepted? Gazlanim de oraita. Why? Because they're hatsif. They are too uh, brazen, and therefore, to accept their testimony, we're not going to believe them. It's likely that they're going to lie about this. Even more so, maybe than they're going to lie about this. If they can, if they can be on the. Who, who's going to lie? These uh, the, the gamble, let's say. You can lie about about. Uh, so, no, so we're so we're saying, but you see that the Torah was lenient when it comes to certain testimonies that we accept a lady. A lady's also pesulad doraita. Lady's not pesulad because she might lie. But she's pesulad doraita. So you see what that since there's a leniency in this type of testimony, we'll accept gazlarim drabanan. However, Gazlanim de Oraita, that's already a different Madriga. The Gazlanim de Banan, he's playing cards, the guy, he's a gambler. Alright, so it's not like a guy in public stealing money, pulling it out of his hand. So that guy, you give him a, a dispensation for a testimony in such a case, but not, a, not the other case. Comes the last Mishnah of the Perik. Ni Shira'a Hodesh. A guy saw the new moon. Ve'enu Yakol Lehalech. But he cannot get to Yerushalayim. He's weak, he's sick, he's unable. Right, different uh, scenarios. Modichin oto ala hamor. They could put him on a donkey on Shabbat, and he can go on the donkey to Yerushalayim. Afilu bimita. Can even put him in a bed. What does mean even in a bed? Which means, and other people are going to carry him. Now, even though those other people have nothing to do with the testimony now, so they're carrying a guy to Yerushalayim. In order to testify, doesn't matter. Not only the witness can be Mahalal Shabbat, but those that are helping the witness to reach Yerushalayim, they also could be Mahalal Shabbat as well. Ve'im tsudalahim lokhim biyadam maklot. And if they're worried about an ambush, that there's enemies that are going to ambush them, tsudalahim, so they can take with them sticks, which means in order to protect themselves, in order to beat up the, um, to protect them, to beat up the enemy. That she says, "Im yesh orbin baderich." There's enemies on the road. Kemo v'atat sudat nafshi that b'itosim v'kutim hemayu orbin lehem na'akevam keder la'taot atachamim. Who are these enemies? Jewish enemies. The tzedukim and the b'itosim. They always would try to stop the witnesses from coming because they wanted to make Rosh Chodesh when they wanted to make it. They wanted to trick the Hakamim into making the Rosh Chodesh on the wrong day. They were against the Hakamim. So therefore, you had to worry about the Baytosim on the way to, to the Beit HaMikdash. So if you're worried about it, you take sticks in order to defend yourself. Now let's say if the road was a, was a long trip for the witnesses, they can take food for the road. They gotta eat. They can't starve. Uh, for, they, they, can, they can walk for a day. Yeah. Now, how far do we allow this Hanu Shabbat? The distance of a night and a day. One day's distance. What's the logic? 
Because if they can't get to Yerushalayim within a day, so the testament doesn't mean anything. Because the Mibet is not going to make Rosh Hodesh till the next day. Which is, we're only discussing here, witnesses are, have ramifications for the 30th day. Again, there's two types of months. There's a Maleh and a Haser. Uh, Haser means the month was 29 days. Now we're going to sanctify Rosh Hodesh on the 30th day. Now, one of the witnesses, if they see the moon on the 29th at night, so we let them go, get to, so they're allowed to get to Yerushalayim for 24 hours you have, till the next night. If they can't get to Yerushalayim by the next night, don't go. What, what, what are you gaining? Now you're going to get there on the 31st day, so we saw the Chodesh too late already. You didn't testify on the right day. How come you're going to make Rosh Chodesh? Anyway, so therefore you're only allowed to the Mehalil Shabbat up to a day's, meaning a night and day's traveling. Okay? Comes the Mishnah and concludes. The Yutzin the Edut Chodesh, and they go out to testify. Now how do we know they can be Mehalil Shabbat, Shene Imar? These are the uh, holidays or the, the Mu'adim, the times uh, that you should call them in their proper time. Which means, no matter how you got to get there, you got to take the photos on the proper time so the holidays will come out in the proper time, even if it means traveling on those holidays, and therefore, look at the bottom of those foot. Actually, let's just go to the Perikh. Now, Tosfot tells us something else also. That not only the witnesses can be Mahalat Shabbat, and not only their aides to get them there to Yerushalayim, but even the witnesses that testify on the witnesses. Because not always are the witnesses known to the Betty. I don't know, I don't know if this guy's a gambler, I don't know if this guy's a Pasul. Betty doesn't know everybody. So if witnesses are not so well known, other people must come to Yerushalayim and testify. I know these guys. These guys are Kesherim. So the witnesses that are testifying on the witnesses, they also give me Hadith Shabbat as well. And to if let's say Betin does not recognize the witness if he's trustworthy or he's a kasher, so they send somebody else with him in order to testify, which is the Betin uh, in the city dispatches somebody else. The Betin in the city knows who this guy is, but what? They know, the Betin in Yerushalayim they're not going to know who he is. So therefore they say, you know what? You go go to Yerushalayim and go with. Uh, Go with somebody else. Let this guy testify that you're kasher. Originally, they would accept testimony from everybody. The betin did not really scrutinize who the witnesses were. However, once the minim, those are the apostates that they came along and they started to make a kilkul, they started to make a destruction. So they said, for now on, we're only accepting testimony from people that we know. Because they were worried that they're going to get fooled. Like the Gemara is going to tell us a story, what happened. So now the Gemara analyzes. My Ahir. It says that if you don't recognize the witnesses, Mishalehin Imo Ahir. Now, how many people is Ahir? One. 
So the Gemara says, my ahed, how many people is one? Had. So the Gemara says, vehad, mi mehman? Is one guy believed? Which means, how could you believe one guy to give a testimony to this guy's kosher? Vehad tanya, didn't we learn, ma'aseh shebahu ve'edav immo le'aid alav? We have a story that the witness came with his edim. To testify that he's kosher. So it seems you need two witnesses to qualify. We'll call those the qualifying witnesses. Okay? You have the witnesses that saw the moon. Then you have the qualifying witnesses. So the Mishnah's Mashma, you don't know if you don't know who the witnesses are that saw the moon, send the one qualifier. Mishnah to Akhir. Come Akhir? Akhir's one guy. How can you send one guy? It's a qualifying witness of the Kaura you need. You need two. So the Mishnah says, Amar Papa, my Akhir. What does it mean in the Mishnah that you send another person? Mm-hmm. You thought it's one person? No. Zug Another pair. Another pair. Mm-hmm. And the Gemara proves this. mistabra. <laughs> it makes sense. Because <laughs> if you're not going to say that the word Akher means another pair, makirim <laughs> oto. It says, if they don't recognize him, my <laughs> oto, Let's define that word, the first word, oto. Ilema oto, had, if you tell me it's one, had, can you trust one witness for the testimony? No, mishpat ketibbe. When the Torah talks about testimony, it says, ki hot li Yisrael, do mishpat, lelohe Yaakov, in giving a testimony, it's considered a mishpat, and we know the minimum edim for a mishpat is what? Two. Elamai oto, oto azug. When the Mishnah says, Oto must be that pair. So to when it says, Ahir in the Mishnah, it means, Zug Ahir. Now, the Tosfote asks an obvious question, it doesn't answer it. Why can't the Mishnah, when it says Oto, it means one? Which means, didn't we learn in the other Mishnah, that whoever knows testimony, they go up to Yerushalayim. Because maybe they could get paired up with somebody that's there. So they will, the Gibraltar's question is really hard to understand. The Gibraltar says, Oh, it says in the Mishnah, Oto. Uh, can Oto mean one? It has to mean two. Yeah, Oto can mean one. Is one kasher, uh, is one believed? No, one is not believed. But he can still go up to Rushalayim because he's going to pair up with somebody that, that, that's there. So why does the Mishnah, why does the Gibraltar have to say that Oto must be two? And therefore, since Oto is two, Ahir must be two as well. Look at the second transport on the page. Elamai Oto, Oto Azug. Tema, Micah Amar, Aniyah Cholomar, Ehad Me'oto Azug. I can even say one of the two. Which means one of the, one of the two witnesses that, that, that's going up. Correct. In any event, that's the Gemara. The Gemara is saying that what? It's referring to uh, uh, two witnesses that came up, and you need two witnesses to qualify them. So when you read the Mishnah, when it says, Amishalhinu Aher, it means Zug Aher. Comes the Gemara continues, One is not believed, which means one qualifying witness is not enough. Why not? That Tanya, we had a Braita, Maaseh Berabi Nehorai. Story of Rabbi Nehorai. Shehalach Etzel Haed Laid Alav Beshabbat Beusha. Which means Rabbi Nehorai, he went to the Betin in order to qualify. A witness that was in the uh, that was in the bed team where the Sanhedrin was sitting in Usha. So now the question is: Rabbi Nehorai is only one, and it was Mahalel Shabbat in order to go and 
qualify. So then the question is, how could you tell me you need two? The Chaurah, the Binurah was only one. Um, uh, so we have two answers to this question. Amre Rabbi Nehorai Sahada Aharina Havabade. He had somebody else with him. The Hadelo Hashivle. The reason why we didn't list that person, Mishum Kevodosh Rabbi Nehorai, out of the Kavod of Rabbi Nehorai, which means like this: Really, Rabbi Nehorai went with somebody else to qualify the, the testimony, but it only says Rabbi Nehorai. We don't want to. We don't want to demote Rabbi Nehorai's kavod by putting somebody else with him. We want to keep the kavod of Rabbi Nehorai high. There was somebody else with him. It's two witnesses. Baba Mishum kavodo. And what is kavodo? Rashi says. Look at Rashi. What's the kavod there? Shareloz ka Rabbi Nehorai ela lelmod mimenu sheadam gadol kemoto naageter bedabar. Why we even tell the story at all? To show you that even the great Rabbi Rabbi Nehorai was mehalil Shabbat. In order to qualify a witness, we're showing you how how important this is. The end We're trying to show the people and to impress upon them how important this inyan is to go qualify right. the witnesses. So he's like Rabbi Norai and uh, so and so. Exactly. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Did you bring a problem in? So then it was two. But to make our point, our point is made with Rabbi Norai because he was the one that is hashuf. So, but there was two with them. Good. That's one answer. Second answer the Gemara. Rabbi Asher Amar, Rabbi Nehorai Sahada Acharina Hava Beusha, which means Rabbi Nehorai was going to meet another witness that was in Usha, which means he was on the way there. Okay, but he knew in Usha there's going to be somebody else that's going to meet him there. And, also and he'll pair up with him when he gets to Ushat to qualify the witnesses. Ve'azal Rabbi Neorai li'istirufeh ba'adeh. So he went to, to join up with him. Now, so basically we have two answers. One answer is that they went together. And according to Rashi, understand good, the first answer according to Rashi, the Hiddush of the first answer is what? To show me that even the Gidolim, like the Nehorai, went out to Mehalil Shabbat to qualify witnesses. So there's a Hadush in that. Again, in the first answer, we have a Hadush. What's the Hadush? That even Gidolim Yisrael, the Mehalil Shabbat, for this, uh, for this item. So there's a need to tell me the story. Because the Gemara is going to ask in a second, hey, what's the Hadush telling the story? The Gemara says, What do you teach me over here? Now, according to the first answer of the scenario, I know what you're teaching me. You teach me what? That the great Gadol went out on Shabbat in order to, to, to testify. And that's why you're not telling me about the second guy. Because the reason why you left the second guy out is to impress me. That's going to be the Horai. He was the man. Okay, good. But according to the second answer, that's not your point. Your point is to tell me, no, the Horai went. And it was uh, me meeting a guy uh, over there in uh, Usha. So the Gibraltar says, what's the Hadush now? So there's two, there's two people. You have him and you have the guy in the Usha. So what are you telling me? My, my lemem, it's two witnesses. Two qualifying witnesses. It's like saying, he walked and he was going to meet a guy over there. So I said, what? It was good. Of course it was good. Why shouldn't it be good? So the Gibraltar says, Yaki, my lemem, what are you coming here to tell me? He says, no, no. Mao de tema, misifekalu mahalina chabeta. Hey, I would think maybe you cannot mehalat Shabbat misafik. Why? What's the doubt over here? How do you know the guy's going to be there? Which is going to eyes walking on the on the chance that what the guy that he says is going to meet him there is going to be in Usha 
And now let's say he gets to Usha. They say, oh, by the way, there was second, the, guy, the other guy couldn't show up. Now you're going to Shabbat for nothing. So the Hadush is why you can be Shabbat. You would think that you cannot be Ma'alus Shabbat Mesfikah. Kamashmalan, that you can. So that's the way they learn the Gemara according to Shittat Rashi. That according to the first answer of the Gemara, the first answer of the Gemara is what? Sada Aharina Vabahade. He was walking with two witnesses. So if he was walking with two witnesses, uh, Peshita. No, no, it's not Peshita. She says, you know what the Hadush in that is? To show you Rabbi Neorai, who's a Gadol Ador, he went to Ma'alil Shabbat for this item. That, that's, that's it. That, that's how she's understanding. Oh, Rabbi Sheikh comes and says, you know what the second answer is? Rabbi Neorai was meeting somebody there. Yeah. Oh, Rabbi Neorai was meeting somebody there. It was on Peshita. Did that Gadol Ador walk? She doesn't say it over here, but that, they didn't say the Gadol Ador. That, that, that's not coming to teach us that. Because uh, in, in, oh, oh, in, the, in the first one, that's why we left out, and we just said Rabbi Neorai. We left out, he was walking with two guys. How can we mention the other guy? No, because still he wanted to show Rav Nehorai. Here, the reason why we left out the other guy, because he wasn't there. But what? He was over there. So we're not trying to make a point that there was Rav Nehorai Davka. We're giving you the facts. Rav Nehorai went alone. In the first case, where there was somebody else with him, and you left out that other guy, that you're showing Rav Nehorai. You're showing me, I want to highlight Rav Nehorai. And don't pay no attention to the guy that was with him. Because I wanted to get door to door walk. Good, have a hadush. In the second answer, I'm saying that Nurai walked because he was the only one. It's fact. I'm not, I'm not highlighting that Nurai more than anybody else. But what? He was meeting up somebody in the Yerushalayim. So he was right in Right. I feel misfeka, you go. Now, that's the way that she learns. Other Yishunim learn, like the Rajbah, that the Gemara's question, my Memra is going back on both answers. Like you want to say. But she's going back on both. But bottom line, there's two. Whether he was traveling with two, or whether he's meeting a guy in Usha, there's two qualifying witnesses, Maila Memra. And to that, the Gemara says like this that you can even mehalil Shabbat misafek for this. Now, I understand the safek in the second answer. Maybe the guy's not going to show up in Usha. But here he's walking with two guys, he's walking with him. What's the safek in the first answer? So explanation that Ashba says like this Bottom line, it's out of your control to get this guy to testify. Maybe the guy gets to Yerushalayim, he says, you know what? I tell you, I'm not testifying. And now what? Now you walk for nothing. He says, bottom line, something that's out of your control, you can testify yourself. Can I force this guy now to testify? They changed my mind or something. I didn't see it. I, 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 I saw, uh, you know, whatever it is. So therefore, the Hadush is even misfika mehalilin. So that's the two ways of learning this, this sugya. Now, Tosfot over here has a third way of understanding this. Look at the Tosfot, the Buddha Matim, Sahada Aharina Hada. Right, according to, according to the first answer of the Gemara, right, the Gemara says, Sahada Aharina Hava Bahadeh. Right? And the second answer says there was a Sa'adah, Harina, and Usha. So that she's those four. Yeshoma the mighty, Be'ede had Shira Hodesh, Shalach Rabbi Norai Listarif Remo, Ulaid Name, Ala Hodesh. Those four learns totally different. He says, No, Rabbi Norai was not a qualifying witness. He's only Rabbi Norai was the witness. And he was meeting up a witness in Usha that also saw the moon. Changing the whole uh, piece there. Now, now we learned Laid Alav meaning to qualify on the other guy. Yeah. So to Laid Alav is Ala Hodesh. Alav is on the month. It's not nothing what qualifies over here. The same one witness that was going to meet up with uh, another witness, the whole Sugaz are discussing over here, one witness for 
קידוש החודש. אבל בירושלמי הוא תוספת המוכח בהדיה דבהכלי העד מיילי שהלך לבינאורי להעיד עליו. זה קשה וכן פירוש ראשי. אבל עוד מפרשים על משהו, אנחנו למדנו that they know, Rabbi Noray was not the witness of the moon, he was the qualifying witness of the other Edi. I'm going to show you Tosfot, had a different way of learning the Sugya, he learned that Rabbi Noray was actually the witness himself. Comes the Gemara and continues, Ki ata ula, when ula came from Eris Yisrael, to Bavid, Amari said, Kachuha liyarcha b'ma'arabah. He said, you should know that they uh, sanctified the Rosh Chodesh in the West, in Eretz Yisrael. Amar of Kahana, so Rav Kahana says, Lo meba'ya ula de gabra rabahu de behiman, which means, not only that ula, which is a great rabbi, obviously, that has what we believe him, ela afilu inish de alma nami mehiman. Hey, he's only one uh, witness over here. So the Gemara said, don't think we believed him when he came along and gave us that testimony because he was Ola. Yeah. You should know, even a regular person who's one witness that will come and tell us in Yerushalayim, they sanctified us, all this, we'll believe them. Hey, what happened to the law that you can't believe one? Because it's my ta'ama, because you have a rule. Kol milta da'avida le'egluye lo mishakreba inche. Anything that eventually is going to become exposed, a person doesn't lie. Which means, if you, if, you can, if you can get caught, you're not going to lie. When does a person lie? Ah, when he can cover, cover himself. Exactly. But in this case over here, eventually it's going to come out, the information, when Rosh Hodesh was. And then if he was lying, they're going to go back to this guy, and they're going to get him. So therefore, the Hadush is that on something that's going to be exposed, a person's not going to lie. Don't think they accepted it because he was Ullah, the Gemara is saying. Even if it was much less than Ullah, and he came along and said that it was Yerushalayim, there was Rosh Chodesh, we would have accepted this testimony. Comes the Gemara and says, Tanya Namech, we have a bright that will support this. Ba Echad, is that Misof or changes it? What's the Aleph there? Okay, just Tosefta. Ba Echad Besof Ha'olam, Ve'amru Kitshu Betin Eta Chodesh, Ne'eman. A guy came from the end of the world, and he said, I mean, we don't know who the guy is. The guy is the one witness, and he says, that they sanctified the month? You believe him. Again, why? Not going to lie. Because again, he could be revealed. Originally, they accepted testimony from any person. But when the minim started to mekalken, they started to play games, they started to make destruction. So what happened? And the rabbis now said, you got to qualify the witnesses, we don't know who they are. Now what was the story? What was the kilkul that the baytosim did? What happened? The baytosim... That these were a group of people that did not believe in the Torah Shibal Peh and the Dirashot of Hakamim. They were called Baitosim because their rabbi was Baitos. There were two rabbis, one was called Sadok and one was actually leader. They were students. One was called Sadok and one was called Baitos. They were students of Antigonus. And uh, they uh, went off the Derech and they started two factions called the Sadokim and the Baitosim. Basically, they did not believe in Hazal, Torah Shibal Peh. So they wanted to. Uh, trick the rabbis. So what did they do? Sachru shene bene adam bedalid meot zuz. They hired two witnesses and they paid them four hundred zuz, two hundred zuz each. They paid off witnesses. Ehad mishelanu, ehad mishelahim. One of them, but was one of our guys. I mean, one of the religious people infiltrated. 
They didn't know he was one of ours. So it worked out for us, like you'll see at the end of the story. They thought he was one of them. Look, we got two witnesses there now. So now he pays them 200 zoos each. And he tells them why exactly. And he says like this, Now the, their, their witness came along and gave the uh, testimony and, uh, and went out. Now again, what were they trying to do? They were trying to make the Rosh Hodesh on the 30th day. Okay, now why were they trying to make the Rosh Hodesh on the 30th day? Because uh, the 30th day was Shabbat. Now what do they care to have the 30th day of Rosh Chodesh? This is actually Rosh Chodesh Adar. Adar. They wanted to make on uh, Shabbat. Why? Because they wanted Pesach to come out on Shabbat. Because they made a dirashah that the Omer exactly. is what says like this. They learned that Mahorat Shabbat, when it says that you bring the Omer, we learned Mahorat Shabbat means the second day of Pesach. Sometimes Yom Tov is called Shabbat. So they were on the Maharata Shabbat, on the second day of Shabbat, meaning the second day of Pesach, Pesach is on a Tuesday, you bring the Qurban Omer on a Wednesday. That's the way we learn. They say, no, the Maharata Shabbat is talking about Shabbat Bereshit. It's Shabbat, Mamash. So therefore, they always would like that what? That bring the, uh, the Qurban Omer on a Sunday. So therefore, if you make Pesach the first day on a Shabbat, so Mahorat the Shabbat, Mahorat the Shabbat is Sunday. Yeah. Perfect. So now you can bring the omen on a Sunday like they like they were Doresh. Mm-hmm. Now furthermore, if you make this is the Dirasha. What do they do on Wednesday? What if it was gonna fall on Wednesday? They bring it on Shabbat, they wait till Shabbat, they bring it on Sunday. But they'd rather the thirty first day. They want the Shrodesh to come out on Shabbat for that purpose, so they can bring the Qurban Omer on the second day, which is Sunday. Right. And and there's another thing they want. They want Shavuot also to come out on a Sunday. Why? If you make, Shavu- if you make uh, Rosh Chodesh on Shabbat, you got 49 uh, days, 7 weeks. That'll take you to 7 weeks of the second day. 7 weeks of the second day. That'll take you to uh, 50 days later, I'm sorry, from the second day. We'll take you to Sunday. And that also fits for them because they want the they want always Shavuot to come out on a Sunday. So therefore, they would always, when it came to Adar, they would always play around to try to get witnesses, false witnesses, to testify that Adar is on the 30th day. So what happened in this case? We'll see that she in a second. The first witness came, testified, their guy, and uh, the rabbis listened to them, and they got fooled. Which means uh, they brought his testimony. Shilanu, then our guy came in, Amrulo. Emor kisad ra'ita talibana. They question them. They interrogate. All right, what did you see? You know, give us a testimony moon. Amar lahem. So that gives them a whole story. Ole ayiti b'ma'ale adumim. Says I was you know, walking up by the place called ma'ale adumim. The the place of uh, adumim means the red. Ve'ra'itiv shuravutz ben bet selaim. And I saw the moon that was crouching between two rocks. Rosho dome le'egel. Its head was looked like a, a calf. Oznav domin ligdi. Its ears looked like the ears of a looked like a goat. Karanav domot nesvi. The horns looked like a svi, like a deer. Viznavo and its tail munahato ben yarkotav was between its legs. Vitzati bo and I looked at it. Vinertati. I got scared. Vinafalti lachodai, and I and I fell back. Vim enatem ma'aminimli. Now listen, if you don't believe the story I just told you, harem matayim zul sirurim li besadini. 
He says, the 200 zoos that I have in my pocket, will prove it to you. Yeah, exactly. Which means, he exposed them. Of course. But he's trying to say, if you don't believe this story over here, the 200 bucks that I have over here, that I got, will prove it. Amru lo, nizki kechalekach. Who put you up to this? Amar lehem, shamati shibikshu baitosim laptotet hachamim. I heard that the Bait Osim wanted to trick the Hakamim. Amarti elech ani ve'odiya la'im. I'm going to go, I have to infiltrate. I have to let the rabbis know. Shema yavu b'nei adam shelem huganim ve'etu ta Hakamim. So therefore I infiltrated the, the testimony in order to come over here. Amru no, so they tell him, matayim zuz netunim necha b'matana. First of all, the 200 zoos that you got, it's yours. Which means, enjoy it. Now, that, even though... The money was given to him for a job, to false, false uh, testify. Yeah. He didn't follow his uh, job. Doesn't matter. Since Hakimim uh, have a power of hefker bedin hefker, they have a power to nullify ownership of monies and give it to somebody else. So they penalize the baytosim over here, and they said, you know what? The two hundred zoos, it's yours. With the power that we have as a bedin to make hefker bedin hefker, and we're going to knas the baytos and the one that hired you, yimtah ala amud, spread him out on the pole. We gotta lash him for hiring false witnesses. At that point, you know what? For now on, we can't accept testimony unless we know who the people are. Because here, the first guy they didn't know who he was. The guy came to they accepted him. Meanwhile, the guy was a baitos. So therefore, since it was a baitos, they got fooled. If it wasn't for the second guy that came and saved the day. Now let's read Rashi over here. Look at Rashi. The Baitosim wanted to trick the rabbis. Look at Rashi. The 30th day of Adar fell out on Shabbat. But the moon wasn't out. So the rabbis were going to do Rosh Chodesh on Sunday, on the 31st. So what did the Baitosim do? Mm-hmm. These guys, they love to make the first day of Pesach on Shabbat. In order that the Hanafata Omer, the Korban Omer is going to be on Sunday. And they also want to make Shavuot on Sunday. They know when it's Marat Shabbat, it's not from the holiday. It's Mahalat Shabbat of uh, Sunday. Sunday. So they always want to make Shavuot on the Sunday. So how do you make Shavuot on Sunday? So you make Rosh Chodesh the 30th on Shabbat. You count 50 days from the second day. And I'll bring you to Sunday. Now, the only question is, what exactly was this whole story that the witnesses were saying? I was standing in Ma'ad Adumim and I saw the. the what exactly is that? Uh, is that interpretation? Here? So the Gaon Maharsha has a uh, has an interpretation here. It says like this. Let's just open it up here for a second. Okay. So he says like this. Perush ba'al akeda. Shoto ha'ed ba'al lehorot. Shekeshelabu avonot. 
because of the many sins, nafalnu elagaluyot, we fell into the exile, v'net ma'atu azikuyot, v'ayu zikneb bedin kirubim nekemel hatayam anashim na'im bahatayim. You know, Charles says, and today we're vulnerable because of a lot of sinners and a lot of falsifiers. We're not included in the pasuk that says, which means that's where we lost our status of being a wise nation. Uh, the Jewish people are uh, compared to the to the yerach to the uh, to the moon. Okay. That's the way he explains it. Lachin Ramazah b'Malim, Ola Iti b'Malim Adumim. What does that mean? Da'inu Sha'am Yisrael Yasharui b'Otat Ufatachat Yad Edom. Who's Edomim? The Romans. Meaning Malim Adumim who were under the Shilita of the Romans. Ve'Ra'itiv Shura Butz Ben Shneselaim Tanu Shayareach. That's the moon, but it's representing Klai Yisrael. Rebusa is crouching. Ve'Gola is in exile. Ben Shteumot Edom v'Yishmael. Meaning, the two rocks are the two empires that were ruling over Kla Yisrael. Shirosho domela egel. Kilomar sheme achar shahat ube egel. Misham beilek losaru bachshavat avodazara. And the root of all our exiles started from the egel. That was Rosho. The head of all this came from what? The egel. Oznav domim ligdi. It's like the gidi when it's small, it's very delicious, very edible. The kings eat it. But as it grows older, when we came to Sinai, we said, and they became Tiyashim Gedolim. They become old goats. And then they got horns. And, they and the horns gore. started to gore against who? Shalom. Just like the horns of the deer. Halashot, they're weak. Every year the horns fall off. Which means Boyana punished them and knocked off their horns. And that's why we can get fooled by these people because Israel is uh, are low. They're able to trick us. And that's what Viznabo. When the animal puts its tail between it, says it's scared. And there was a, since Amisel is in a state of fright over here, they were able to get fooled. Says, I looked at the, the moon, and I fell backwards. He says, when I saw this plan that the Baytosim are doing, there's no prophets in Christ. So the Baytul Shem thought they can get away with all these things. Which means I was willing to lose the 200 Zuz that they gave me. Because don't If you don't believe that this story is true, which means, the, the I'm, I'm giving it to you. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I don't want it. I mean, I'm willing to, to give up the Matayim Zeus. Which is, and if I didn't want to tell you this, here's the 200 I could have kept. 
I mean, I could put this in my pocket and not say anything, but I'm putting them on the table. I, I don't want to. I'm not doing miski kalikach, right? Who put you up to it? And then he already told the uh, he told the story. So that's one of the uh, interpretations. The Maharsha over here has another interpretation. We'll just read the Maharsha interpretation and then we'll conclude. The Maharsha says like this: what the witness said over here is not stop talking. The Gemara is giving you a whole mashal. It's got to mean something. The Malchut of David is compared to the Moon. Which means the Tzadikim are called like the Moon. Yaakov Katan. Like Yaakov, they call Yaakov also represented the Moon. That's why in the Birkat al we say Baruch Yoslich, Baruch Osich, Baruch Konich, Baruch Borich. Why? It's Baruch Yaakov. Because Yaakov is compared, compared to the moon. Don't we count to the moon? We count lunar months? This story happened in the second the Romans, they lowered the tzaddikim in that generation. One of the main things they were trying to un- take away from us was what? This power of the Achamim to sanctify the new moon. And they did away with Simicha. Because we just learned, who makes the Kedusha Chodesh? The Gedolim. The Gedolim needs Simicha. So one of the things that the Goyim did was, no more Simicha. You cannot ordain scholars. Because they knew by not ordaining scholars, you do away with the sanctification. The Baitosim joined up with our enemies. They were on the other side. They were with the Romans. So he says like this, which means I was coming up with the will of the Adumim. Which means I was hired by the Baitosim to fulfill the will of the Adumim, meaning the uh, Romans. There was a great rabbi called Yehuda ben Baba. After the Romans made a gezerah that you cannot make semicha, he went and he sat between two rocks and, says, and he was somech, five scholars, in order that they always have kiddush haodesh. So he says, I saw Rabut ben Shneesilai, he was hinting to the fact that what? That the Romans were trying to do away with semicha in order to... Stop Klai Israel, and he, he hinted to that situation that the great rabbi thanked uh, uh, was Somech. Which means, he comes along and says that the Rosh, which is the student of the uh, the top student was who? The Bishimon. That was Nesmach Ayyadeh Rabbi Yehuda bin Baba. He said, he was only compared to an Egel, compared to Rabbi Akiba, who was the master. There was not Domele Gdi. HaKavarad Tammidim Shushamim Torah Merabotehim. Umahmata Gezerah, Lokiblu Torah. They couldn't learn Torah anymore. They were, their ears were like a Gdi. They were closed. The Kanav Domot Lesvi, She'en Torah Bekanav. He doesn't have strength anymore because the weak uh, horns of the uh, deer. They're only for beauty, the horns of a deer. Which means that the, the leaders of Ahab Israel is just, just for beauty. There's weakness. That's the people. I mean, they're not existent. They, 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 so you're saying the, 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 the rabbis, 
the Simicha is very difficult. He's hinting to the Simicha of the five rabbis. Even the rabbis that got Simicha, they're very, uh, very small. And the students, uh, the people are non-existent. And therefore, Which means, and I fell back. I originally he was going to testify. But then the last minute he said, I, I jumped back to say, how can I testify over here? I'm going to ruin the Rosh uh, Chodesh for the Chachamim. So the rabbis understood something was going on over here. And they were able to, um, to clarify them. Okay, let's just read uh, the Mishnah. Barishona, easy Mishnah. Barishona, ayu masi'in masu'ot. Originally, they used to have torches. The way they used to give the signals to Bavel that the Rosh Chodesh was made on the 30th day, they used to have torch signals. Mm-hmm. And the Gibra is going to tell us. Once the Kutim started to mikalkel, how did they disrupt? They would send their own torch signals. Which means if Rosh Chodesh was on the 31st, so they would start sending torches on the 30th. So now people in Babel, they're getting confused. So once already they were onto the torch signals, they said, we got we to dispatch witnesses to go actually give the testimony themselves. How did they send these torch signals? They would bring big poles made out of cedar wood. Aruchim, long. Vekanim, and reeds. Vaase shemen, that's balsam wood. And flax. They would tie all these flammable things on top of the cedar. Right? With a string. They go up to the top of the mountain. And they light it. So now you have the balsam wood that's very flammable. You have the pishtan over there as well. Right? And you make a fire on top of the piece of uh, cedar. It's a long torch, very long. And they would wave it. Right? Up and down, back and forth. That was a certain signal. Until they signal to their friend that's on the mountain in front of them. Okay? Okay, and they would keep on from mountain to mountain giving the signals till they got to Bavel. So the Mishnah explains. What was the mountains? Where did it start? The first mountain was That's the second mountain. Mm-hmm. was the mountain closest to Bavel. Mm-hmm. He would keep on Waving the torch on that mountain, until he saw the whole exile in front of him like a bonfire. Because the people in Bavil wanted to show the uh, the one that was showing the torch that they see him. So what would they do? They would light fl- they would light torches themselves. So now you saw on the other side of the border in Bavil, it looked like it was a big bonfire. Everybody was lighting torches to show that they see the uh, the message. Let's just read uh, Rashi. But after they sanctify the month, after higher witnesses, you would just uh, send the torch uh, signals. What did they do? They also made torches. To trick which is we're going to learn the Gemara. They would only send the signals when the shofar would come out on the. 
30th. The 30th, I'd say, was a Tuesday, okay? Mm-hmm. Remember they put the torch, it goes Tuesday night. So they, people would know that the previous day was Rosh Hodesh. They didn't put anything on Tuesday night. People know automatically Rosh Hodesh is Wednesday. Now, HaKodot Yitzh HaKodesh Me'obar, Upamachat Ebru Betinit HaKodesh, Betin wanted the Rosh Hodesh to be on the 31st on Wednesday. Uh-huh. What do you think the Siddukhim did? They came Tuesday night, and they lit torches. Ve'lo Siu Masot Na'arev Lamed, Ve'akuti Misiyum Be'arim Shalahem. They went on their own mountains, and they did what they did. Ve'etru'et B'nei Gola La'asoto Hased. So they made the month Hased. Close note, okay, Arukim, Kedesh Yilu Lamachok. The reason why they have to see the tree not to be long, so they can have visibility. Ve'karim Ba'asir Simen Ne'arim Sopishtal Kol Elum Marbit Shal Hevet. These things make a big flame. They would tie all these flammable stuff on top of the uh, pole. What's the names of these mountains? And then they went all the way to the Golan. And she says, Babel and Pedita. I was actually sitting in Pumpedita. From Pumpedita, the word will go out to the rest of Babel. Until the whole Babel looked like one big fire because everybody was waving their uh, torches to say that they saw it.